Over the Fox kept clicking, I barely stopped. New guests on NBC, no one that represent me. So I got tired of waiting. Sitting master debate. Give me some headlines, it must be past bedtime. Sleeping on me still like I ain't vitamin D for real. Rep your city, play devil's advocate. Ain't ready, gon' have to smack a bit. Tell me something good, a recipe for success. Give me some timeline, shop session and flight deck. Hey, P, what's next? Drop in there, on your Man, it was a girl I used to work with at the company, man. She had her titties out on Instagram, bro. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I used to see her on Zoom all the time. She broke up with a boyfriend. Titties. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I'd like to welcome <laughs> you to season one, episode 34. Eerie, eerie. Give me some headlines. This your doll, COD the Cater Boy Music, a.k.a. Montavia Dyson, I forgot which one I was for a second, aka 3154. If you know, you know. Hey, what do you do, Pete? Talk to me now. Time it's your boy, P. Henry Trotter the fourth, aka Home Run Trot, aka Casino P, aka Mock Tube, aka Quinn with the pen and with the lens, aka Frederick underscore Thugless on IG. AKA at give me some headlines on IG, AKA at give me some headlines on Spotify, AKA at give me some headlines hey, on you, Twitter. Uh, this your nigga CODMD, the <laughs> doctor, AKA baby boy, AKA fifth of five. You know I get sly. Hey, fuck you, cuz I done ran out of names. This nigga got too many aliases. <laughs> I gave that nigga probably six. AKA recipe, AKA spike P. <laughs> A.K.A. Fat Hope Fred. It's a CODMD operation. This ain't no Spike P joint. That shit invalid this week, cuz. You is not Spike a, P this week, cuz. PhD. You, this, <laughs> you ain't say Casino P. You keep forgetting that for the to be gameplay episode. Nah, I did say Casino P. That was the third one I said. Oh, okay. I had stopped listening because I started listening. You know what I love about this show, bro? Solo they give me a great that? excuse. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I said you know, man, this is this is part Don't of my uh, this is part of my next statement. This is part of my uh next statement. But you know what I love about this show, bro, is like I always have multiple drinks just sitting here. Like I keep a water right here, a tea right here, and an alcoholic drink next to me, man. Bop. And it's the cool. And now I do it, yeah. When I do everything, look, Bop. I got my my thimble. I see your thimble. I raise you some water. I got a Perrier. I see your Perrier raise you a Siggy A. I got my tea. I see your tea and raise you some of that yeast. <laughs> the blicky. <laughs> Shouts out, though, man. Yeah, we back again. This is a C-O-D-M-D. That's one of the better ones, man. That's a great nickname. C-O-D come up with a vast majority. If if we was talking uh stock portfolio with uh the show nicknames, he would have the majority of the company. 
before I did this. I, I would I have a nice, I would have a nice little shell, but he would have the majority of the company. <laughs> and he be on my neck about the shit that he is because of that too. Like I to this day, like the first thing we ever came up with together, man, we started out in a group of ten. This the new flight deck, man. I ain't even introduction it. This your boy COD nigga flight deck. I got a little pleasy, man. We gonna give y'all a little history on the crew on how we became the third. You cool with that, P? Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, hey. I'm here for I'm here for that. Like I said, <laughs> this is gonna be the best episode yet. This is gonna be the best episode yet. On guard. Shout out to on the boy guard. Jethro Jenkins, man. Shout out to the boy Jethro Jenkins. Shout out to Sumaya, his baby girl, man. Shout out to his uh baby's Blessings. mother. Blessings. Yeah, we out here in the podcast community. We gotta show love. So I wore a uh, sweatshirt tonight. And shout out to my dog, Cool Athletics, because he continues to do always, his thing, man. We'll be copping some of the merch. Hope, hope, do it for the hope, hope. Shout out to the uh, comments you're leaving. <laughs> but yeah, man, talk about the history of the crew. I ain't even sent him, cuz. Did you get that text message? Because you ain't responded to it with your, with your fuck ass. I went to ask you the name, but you was in there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You said, hey, okay. I'm older this. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Okay, say I went, no I went there today. No, no. Because I told you I was mad about the KC and JoJo. I've been working still. I'm plotting on you. Like, we damn near got a tape. But that's neither here. It is here. And it's going to be there. Uh, uh, yeah, man. But the crew, man, that's a little history, man. This journey to where we all started, man, in a very crazy place, man. Shouts out to the to the homie Lou Dawes, man. I had a few people in this journey really help ignite my fire, and I let my brother Peter hit part of the journey. But I'm gonna start at the at the very beginning. We gonna do that shit this episode. You cool? Let's do it, man. Shouts out to my brother DJ Debonair, man. My brother taught me how to make beats, man, and it it all started on the day when I had got kicked out of the crib. You know what I'm saying? I was on some savage shit. And uh, I was like 14, 15, and I, I was told to get the fuck out. And I ain't asked no questions. I ain't grabbed nothing, I ain't packed nothing. I did deal. I left with my wallet and some bread I had. And, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, Seuss. And for those who don't know, I've always called my pistol some form of a deity because I introduce you to your maker if you ever see it. But, uh, yeah, man. So that's all I left the house with, man. And my brother stayed around the corner. And we had been cool for the longest. But I went over there, man, and I was just really walking. And his mom seen me and picked me up. She said, where the hell you going? <laughs> I was like, I'm just walking to be real. But she could tell from my face I had crazy fucking energy. She knew something was wrong, but I wouldn't tell her what was wrong. So she just picked me up and took me to the house because she, she was coming from the grocery store to cook dinner. And she didn't ask no questions. She didn't say nothing. I was just there for days. <laughs> she didn't ask no questions. And like the first night I was there, he sat me down in front of the computer and he put me in front of Fruity Loops and he started teaching me how to make beats. Nigga, I ain't know what quantization was. I ain't know what chopping was. I didn't know how to, I didn't have good rhythm as far as striking a drum machine and shit. And we were using the keyboard as the drum machine, like type to uh, like programming letters and sounds and shit. So I started out very raw, bro. And I still got the first beat I ever made. It's some shit that just 
bass heavy and his little John samples in it be uh, okay. But like for like five days with the most uncertainty I had ever had in my life. I lost myself in creating music for the first time in my life. And I had always had a connection and an obsession to music. But the seed that was planted that day grew into what we working toward materializing and bringing into the universe on such an even grander scale than I ever thought we'd be working toward. I thought it was just, at the time, I thought it would just be a passion I had and something I would lose myself in. But it turned into so much more so i'll let you tell your beginnings and then we'll get into where our journeys collided you feel me? yeah yeah um mine appreciate you for sharing that man because like i've heard a framework of that story before with like out some of the details that in it and so like when we retell a lot of like stories and shit the things we remember in the moment are dope because then you forget some things in the moment and then you remember some things in the moment and then you just choose to tell different pieces of it, man. So there were some things that were added to it this time or that were a part of it, but you told more of it this time, man. And I appreciate hearing that shit because origin stories are like some of the dopest shit. Like we see some of the best movies come from a villain's origin story or we know we see some of the best characters um, and reality is stranger than fiction, man. So you see some of the people play out like they story and shit. And it's always dope to hear about it, especially when you you know how interesting it is and how interesting the person is and like what they are uh, meant to become and are becoming. So being actually a part of things that'll lead into other narratives and told in like all these glimpses and pockets and, and windows um, into your perspective, man. It's, it's just dope to hear. Uh, my origin story started back in memory will put me in my, at church. Like that's my origin, like my obsession with music started, like the real talk. Like my grandmama is an incredible singer, aunt, incredible singer. Um, so I got a lot of talent in my family. And then I just came from a church like where like people would come from far and wide to listen to our church do music. Cause like the people who were there were just damn good at it. So that's like when my obsession started and then listening to R&B and shit with my pops. Um, and like listening to all the shit my mom and I'm listening to, which is why like you get a whole lot of the older R&B shit from me. Cause that's what I came up on mostly and a bunch of gospel and shit. But then oh, on nigga, the creation I'm side, the birds and the bees, my nigga P were learning the R's and the B's. Yeah, you right. The bars and the bees trying to give them, we got the meats. Uh, and then the creation side came from when I got the Swanee man and met up with Big Mean, Deant, and the, the whole crew out there. Like Deant had a little mic that he put on. Um, on his desk. Like we just had, we had to lean over the desktop, do our freestyles and shit. We would go to his, uh, his dorm, uh, courts and we would listen to them joints. So creation didn't start for me until I was 18, 18 this year. And then it, it spiraled from there, man. So yeah, my introduction to it came from home, just being deeply rooted in obviously Southern 
hip hop and all that shit being influenced by all the big cities around us. And then the artists that we thought were big time in Mobile, which they really were and should have been. But uh, yeah, man. And then y'all niggas, obviously, of course, influenced. But yeah, on the creation side, actually getting a chance to go and freestyle with a couple of niggas at a dorm is what got it kicked off. And then we collide after that. After that first, well, not even after that first year, but during that first year, if that happened more once you had got on campus. Square being in, man. And the setting that Pete talked about being the birthplace of his creation is also the place where our music journeys collide the most. <laughs> When we end up where we going, the University of the South, Sawani being where it all started, gonna be some wild shit. But when y'all see this motherfucker, when we go shoot the movie there 10 years from now, because <laughs> there will be a movie, nigga. When we go shoot the movie 10, 15 years from now, understand that the birthplace of Purple Haze, the group of 10 niggas from the defense and two offensive players, because they swear it was just so cold, we couldn't exclude them nigga from the movement. I'm talking about, we had Pizzo. We had Nightmare Productions, Decatur Boy Music at the time. It was a nightmare. That's what all my beat tags was. And I was rapping at Decatur Boy Music. And COD was... Anyway. So at the time, man, we purple head, we deep head. We got K-Dudes, Rambone, Neckbone motherfucking, who I'm forgetting, cuz, uh, 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 K-Deuce. I said K-Deuce. Uh, uh, click, Dog. clack, kaboom for shows in the room. Click, clack, kaboom uh, for shows in the room. C-Murph, Big Murph, hey, you talking about? Uh, Bex. Oh, BX. your boy Bex. BX out here now. J-U. Uh, T-Relly. <laughs> we had T-Relly. We got, we had more than 10 in the family once we really grew, but anyway, we was deep as a mom. We was really that. We was we was really Wu Tang and our future, like right in between those groups. Like we would, we would uh, like I don't Purple know if you can tell from the names, but two of them were Nigerian artists. Um, one of them is a fucking like classical pianist. Like we had a, a collective of niggas. Like and yeah, the wildest shit was like it all started with a wild foot like they would be recording and we wouldn't know them niggas was recording we would be recording and them niggas wouldn't know we was recording and everything collided in motherfucking november of 2006 we had been fucking around during football camp and talking about needing to record needing to record needing to record and i just happened to be on some savage shit fuck around with the uh I'm saying, but now, fuck it. And we weren't all the way official. No, we wasn't official at that time. Anyway, well, I was out by where they was. So I said, let me run up in Quintard. I almost got myself in a predicament. But uh, I said, man, let me run up in Quintard to see what these fuck niggas talking about. And if you don't know, of course you don't know, University of the South is a thousand students on 10,000 acres. Like, I don't care what college you went to. I school better. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Like, I shit fire. 
So that bitch a trick, but that shit fire. And Quintard is a castle that is like far as fuck out by the theater. So I get all the way the fuck out there and I walk up the uh, big ass U-turn and I see the lights on in the motherfucking common room on their floor. And they always the people who are in the common room cut that shit right across from their room. Like K-Deuce and Rambone right here, Lou Dawson in the big room with the four split off that hoe at the end of that bitch. So they dominate the common room, football, Monday night, all that shit. We popping in there. You feel me? So I go up in that bitch and I see them in there chilling. I'm like, See, y'all some fuck niggas. Y'all got the studio out here. Y'all niggas ain't never doing nothing. And that nigga was like, Lou Dawg was like, shit, what's up? I said, what's up, nigga? Nobody else moved, bro. Me and Lou Dawg got up, went in that nigga room, and he just started playing beats. I said, fuck that. Play me some shit you done made. Play me some shit I can freestyle on. And I just started rapping on beats he had, but he wasn't recording nothing. He was being protective. All right, I was like, bro, play, play some beats, bro. And he played that. Do the rock, man. Do the, do the rock, man. Do the rock, man. I said, oh, nigga, that the one. Hold up, nigga, hold up. Uh, uh, uh. It was a party coming up that week. And I had never been introduced to the real party scene because I ain't going to count. When I got there, man, I got booed up almost immediately. I had a girlfriend before I had a class almost. <laughs> this shit was wild. But I was like, fuck it. We turning uh, up for fall party week. Am I lying on myself, P? Nah. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. So not fall party all. weekend, like the, the, the party weekends, fall party and spring party and graduation week. Man, party partying crazy up there. Cause y'all ain't gotta understand. Y'all, it's people who went to public universities and they couldn't throw parties in their frat houses. They couldn't party on campus and shit. Like, we had an open carry situation. The entire campus was Bourbon Street. And whatever time of day it was, if you was too drunk to get to where you needed to be, you could call the drunk bus and they'd come pick you up. The drunkest I've ever been in my life, I was stumbling down University Avenue and the chief of police picked me up and gave me a ride home. And we went shooting the next day. He asked me what I was doing the next morning. I was like, shit, you see how my night went. And he was like, you feel like going shooting? I was like, I'm going shooting tomorrow. And that's the last thing I said. He just pulled back up the next day about six hours later. Because it, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I'm talking about, nigga, I'm, I'm about to, I had left by like five and I'm at maybe the theater. I wasn't making it to the Gamma house, nigga. But anyway, Long story short, this fall party weekend, and you see how the parties go because I just described how one of the nights ended. But it's a party called the Governor's Ball. And I got real cool, real fast with this dude named John Diefenderfer. And he told me forever to shout him out when I'm talking about this shit. Because he was like, That's hilarious. That's my dog, Deef. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, brethren, uh, John Diefenderfer, a.k.a. Deef, he was uh, the social chair of the fraternity throwing the governor's ball. What frat was that, P? Oh, uh, that was Kasai. Kasai. I didn't want to fuck it up. Uh, so, yeah, man. He told me, hey, man, you know that thing really called pimps and hoes? I was like, what? Because I ain't planning to go. I was like, fuck the governor's ball. I'm not. He was like, no, no, no. See, the fellas come suited and booted. The ladies come in lingerie. I said, man, get the fuck out of here. He said, nah, bro. 
you want to be there. So we in the room, this shit going dun 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 and then my head on going. Pants and holes, man, pants and pants and holes, man. Pants and holes, man. Pants and pants and holes, man. The next thing you know, me and Louis screaming that shit at the top of our lungs like the shit out of a uh, hustling flow. Whoop that trick. That's what's going on in the room. We in that bitch. I'm yelling it and he yelling it back. That's why the chorus end up going where I do part of it, he do part of it. Because me and him in there and yelling hold. it, it, and it drew yeah. Rambone and K Deuce out of the fucking common room. He said, Y'all niggas in here turning them. What y'all niggas in here doing? Hold up, run that shit back. Hey, record that shit, day. I was like, All right. I jump in that bitch and I do the hook. That nigga Bone can't have it, but ready. K Deuce can't have it, but ready. That's why me and uh bro do the back half because them niggas was they was in the room. They was like them niggas in there. Hold up! Then they came in there, turned the fuck up, bro. And then me and him did our verse like they did theirs half and half because they was like, nah, I don't want to do a sixteen. I'm gonna just come get crunk for a second. I emailed that shit to John Diefenderfer at two fifty three a.m. When I saw him at breakfast, him and ten motherfuckers from Kasai were chanting that shit and then dropped into my verse. Like, he come, like, it's like 10 motherfuckers jogging down the hill into McClurg as I walk from the classroom side coming from, like, the Quintard area. Because I slept out there. I wasn't going all the way fuck back to my room. So I'm walking in the breakfast and then he rock out front and he he go as, as they go on Pimson. Because they were singing the shit before they saw me. When he saw me as the beat would drop, he said, that's D. Allen, aka City. This is fucking him. And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "No, no." Hold up, hold up. How the hell did you put the fraternity name in your verse and forget the fraternity name? I don't know. I should have wrapped the verse when I when I when I. It's D. aka City, back in Kasai, and we looking for the bitches. That's exactly what we were doing. <laughs> How you gonna verse. put the fraternity name in the damn verse and forget the fraternity name? That's funny. That's oh good God, stuff. Man. But like, it's funny with your. It's funny with your brain. Either. Remember when you retelling the story, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's funny. <laughs> but the party is that night. We recorded that shit on like a Wednesday, and the party was on a Thursday. Or some shit like it kicked off fall party weekend. He walked down the hill and offered us $500 to perform that shit that night. He was like, we got that shit out of our budget right now. We had that shit in cash when y'all show up. We already got a room and we got two bottles for y'all at the liquor party. I was like, what? He was like, nah, dead ass. Can you get the, can you get the crew together? I said, we there. Fuck you. I ain't even asked nobody. I said, we there. And all they wanted us to do was pimps and hoes. I said, he was like, y'all got any other shit? I said, bruh, just, just tell the DJ fuck with us when we get there. I went and I talked to that nigga P, and I went and talked to uh, Bone and them. Then they said, nigga, we in there. When I tell you niggas had turned the fuck up, I ain't even realized how many songs P them had. He talking about DJ Freestyle. Man, talk your shit. Talk about what happened when I came to talk to you about that day. Because 
it's a lot of crab in a bucket shit out there in the world. But understand that the birth of this shit was love from jump. You feel me? Girl, you know you rock my world and hey. we be purple. Hey, hey. stay smoking. We yeah. don't stop it till, till the dope the... is gone. gone. Hey, gone. gone. Bruh, that shit was some mad. We was, on a, we, was on a different plane. we was on a different plane that we didn't know. Oh, White Girl Remix was crazy. Yeah, I had White Girl Remix still crazy. White Girl. We got to go ahead and get on before that. Uh, before they, <laughs> 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 they hit that verse. <laughs> oh, we might exit out. What well, is it? <laughs> what, what mile marker is that at? 20. For me, it's at 27 something. Hey, it's nigga P out here giving me work, man. <laughs> you good? I screenshot it. <laughs> he said, "Core just started." Nah, keep talking your shit though. You excited? That's well, yeah, all. bro. Yeah, bro. White girl remix was crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was nuts. Couldn't believe it existed, and I hadn't heard it. You pulled up to the show with that bitch, and they love. I'm good at keeping. I'm good. I'm good at keeping songs a secret. <laughs> oh fuck you! Yeah, you are. If anything ever leak, he gonna kill me because he know he ain't leaking. <laughs> he know he ain't leaking because I ain't heard shit he did five years ago. This ain't a peace slander session. Talk your shit. Okay, that's your portion. So here we go. I don't want to talk to these niggas. And these niggas halfway like, yeah, I. Cause, Cause the way I came to them, they was like, ain't no way. We got two bottles. We got our own room at the liquor party. And they gonna pay us. Cause this is just a hobby. You know what I'm saying? These niggas ain't obsessed with this shit like BNP. You feel what I'm saying? They like, whatever, yeah, we'll be there. And I'm like, nah, fuck with it. And you know, I'm a freshman. Two of the other niggas, like four to five of the other niggas freshmen. We was in that bit deep as fuck. And then, like, you got like six upperclassmen. So, them niggas know about liquor parties. All of the upperclassmen were on time. <laughs> All of them. You know what I'm saying? Because them niggas know them motherfucking liquor parties is dead ass. All you can drink free liquor until you can't. That's what a liquor no party more. is at Sawana. And, until you can't drink no more. And and don't think that a liquor party is the theme of the party where you go and, and get alcohol poisoning. No, no, no. Every single party that has a title or is on an event weekend has a pregame that whoever's throwing it is obligated to throw. It is just custom, tradition. If you throw in a party and don't have a liquor party that precedes it, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know it's, it's always a hunch punch and then it's always something like nigga these shits is lit you feel me so yeah, I'll I skipped the whole I skipped the whole track season for them parties <laughs> like that last track season I went to two meets the first one and the last one conference <laughs> hey check the video coach Heist debated hey, I apologize I had, I decided what was important to me, man. I gave four years of my fucking life to football. I was not about to give my last semester to fucking track and let it take away part of my fucking head off. I went to fucking jail up there in Tennessee, nigga. I was in a party. You want to fucking stand me? I survived. I was single my senior year. 
and had lost 70 pounds. <clears throat> Party in your head off. But uh, but yeah, man, so my nigga P was in that bit lit. Motherfucking Murph in that bit. Big Murph in that bit. And these niggas done brought CDs. And they got a little, we in, it's a, it's a big ass frat house where they throwing the party and the party is in the whole basement area. So they gave us the president room cause it's right when you come in across from the kitchen cause he want the convenience and the bathroom and all that shit. So we get the president room. He got a big ass stereo. These niggas take their CD and put it in. Nigga, I don't drink at the time. They had me ready to take a shot when I heard white girl drop. Like, one of the most laid-back niggas you'll ever meet dropped in. <laughs> you know, I keep that white girl, that Lizzie Lohan. The way he said Lizzie Lohan. Bro, what I, I said, oh, we finna take this bitch tonight. We finna take this bitch tonight. And I throw it to you. Drop in at the liquor party, bro. Two different factions of what would become Purple Haze meet up at this liquor party with a couple of songs ready to turn the fuck up. Where your head at, G? All I remember, bro, is getting to the stage. That's the only part of that night I remember. That's why I chose to do this shit with my life. All, all I can remember is when we hit the fucking stage. And the I remember when we did our shit, because we went, we went first. We went first. And then I was like, we murked that shit. Like, by the time we had finished, I think, like, two songs... I was up out my shirts. Like that bitch was, <laughs> he was like, motherfuckers was in that bitch. I was damn near naked in that bitch. Like the shawty I was talking to at the time the hopped on the stage just to make sure nigga, women. Bro. Yeah. And he the chick I was talking to at the time, time hopped he had on opened stage. up for Bone Thugs and Harmony. I don't know how that wasn't a part of his introduction into music, but I ain't want to tell his part of the story. You want to go back and tell that piece now? Most important night of my life. Most important night of my life. I said, like, you want to go back and tell that piece? Because when you was telling your introduction in the music, you ain't mentioned that. Yeah. So the first year was the year we was... Flashback. We at the liquor party. And in his head, he getting in the zone. And when he getting in the zone, <laughs> this is what he thinks about. <laughs> Let me screenshot this. I'm going to do a dumbass thought bubble right there. Do your thing. Go back to... April 2006. Craven's Hall. Like, hold man. on, hold on. I got a shit on you one more time. Who are you? Who did you open up for again, Pete? Pete? Oh, Bone, man. Bone Thugs Who had a bone, versus bone, bone, two bone. fucking days ago? Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, how the fuck you? It's funny what you remember when you're telling the story. I'm going to hit you with your shit because you hit me with that uh, uh, I read book. You hit me with that shit so many times, I stopped saying it. Funny what you remember when you're telling the story. Nigga <laughs> opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony, his first performance, and don't remember that bitch. His journey started in the church, y'all. This nigga wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I smiled when you said that. I was like, he forgot about that bone shit. He not gonna mention I'm gonna write him. I'm I said, I'm gonna wait. I gotta write, I gotta write a movie just about like how all that shit happened. Like, just about the culmination of the movie going to be like that night. That shit was insane. Give us the, uh, give us the uh, YouTube version. That's a, that's a whole lot. The YouTube version. That's a lot. Give, give, nigga, well, give the podcast some because you forgot. 
Now that I don't mention it, I you can't you. not tell oh, no, that I story. Don't. We'll get back so, to the liquor party. We'll I just was a feed up the death of that My sophomore year, sophomore year in college, Big Mean was a junior, and DJ Chuck was a freshman that year. DJ they Chuck is cheese. He looked like a mouse. I yeah. never called him that to his face, but he looked like a mouse. I told you everybody looked like an animal. You know what I mean? His was mouse. Yeah. I used yeah. to call him DJ Chuck E. Cheese all the time. To this day, y'all hear music from the third that is architected by DJ Chuck. Because when he found out how much I loved music, he watched me from afar. And on the last day he was at Sawani, when he was packing up all his DJ equipment, he asked me to help him carry a bunch of records to his car. I said, fuck yeah, I got you, G. And when I got through helping him carry a bunch of shit to his car, he asked me for my hard drive. He gave me 5,000 kicks, 5,000 hi-hats, and um, 20,000 claps and snares, bro. To this day, I make beats with sounds he gave me 13 years ago. Because I'll never get through all the sounds he gave me. Shouts out to DJ Chuck. Because he he's impacted Damn, both of our crazy. journey. And I've never told yeah. you that, bro. But I fuck with Chuck. Yeah. I fuck yeah. with Chuck. And he's somewhere right now like, oh, I'm going to need a percentage then. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to tell get you it, which nigga. beats. Come make some beats. <laughs> Come earn your percentage, nigga. He white, too, you He going to be listening. He'll be like, oh, shit, that's SBD 556. I know it. <laughs> yeah, nigga, it is. That shit bathing, too. Um, but, yeah. That's how the DJ He got the team. opportunity. Shout out to the DJ. He uh, he's the reason I was able to to be on that stage that night in in that moment in time, bro. He um, they asked him to DJ, and he knew that we rapped. Uh, me and Big Me, and he was like, he didn't want to be up on stage by himself. Like he's like, I don't talk. He's like, I need some guys that can talk up there because I'm gonna be DJing and shit. All I really want to do is play music. All right, so. Yeah, quiet as a so mouse. got him to the moon <laughs> if super, he let me do his brand. Super quiet. Y'all, he told y'all I'm the nickname guy. I, I got nicknames for niggas they don't ever know about. <laughs> yeah, he, he's quiet as a fucking mouse, man. Um, And he set it up. He was like, hey, I need these guys on stage when I perform. They agreed to it. I don't even remember any payment or whatever, like any type of discussion like that. Like the the actual event was enough for me. And it was supposed to be at Lake uh at Lake Cheston, but it'd be a terrible fucking crazy weather, way. so they had to change it. Yeah. Uh yeah, we had crazy weather, so they had to change it to uh Cravens Hall. And I literally drove up from Atlanta for this shit and couldn't get into it. My brother was performing at a college I had been accepted to. And couldn't get into the fucking show. That's how bananas this motherfucker was. I listened to the whole shit from outside though and lost my shit. Yeah. Like that shit was. We helped them niggas find weed that night. The party afterwards who, legendary. Who went on that the mission. They came to the legendary. fucking party. I love Bone. They came to the party. I'm with they came to the party, the verses, But I love Bone. They always good in my book. They cool as fuck. Yeah. Bro, we like that night we walked in there, did like sound check, like the whole nine. Uh, I ain't trying to stunt, but I gave your brother, I had two jerseys. I had 
I was really in the high school jerseys at the time. And so I went and got bronze high school jersey from uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary. And I had Jordans from Laney High. I wore Jordans, your brother wore bronze. Because that's the one he wanted. And then we, that was like our costume joint. I had bought some vapes off of eBay after I got paid. I had some vapes uh, and some uh, Evizus. <laughs> some Evizu jean shorts. Okay. Okay. Seeger. Seeger. That's the song. With my Lane in high school jersey on. All of that. And I, all yeah. Of yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, yeah. that shit in the verse. I had to get there. My bad. The music started playing yeah. in my head, so it had to come out for me to get to the verse. My apologies. PB rapping that life shit, though. As soon as he said Lane in high life school, shit, bro. I was like, why did I think that was a high school he went to? And it's because it was in a verse. I was like, Lane in high school, why it do I know verse. that? Bro, and that's why, like, that shit made me so upset when rappers don't live the shit they talk about. Like, nigga, we really live this shit. Like, y'all made this a condition of the fucking genre, and y'all niggas not living up to this shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? We living a lie? This is my religion, in a sense. Like, don't do that to me. We can't be out here living lies. I'm sure. I'm, I'm part Christian, part hip-hop head. Like, it's a part of my fucking religion, man. And so, yeah, we really live this yeah. shit we talk about. But yeah, hopped up on the motherfucking stage, didn't have an original fucking song. We just DJ like a dope. We, we created a 22 song set, bro. And we practiced that shit with the chuck room, practiced like moving on stage, like the whole fucking nine, like how we was going to handle that shit. I bought a leather book bag off of fucking eBay. Like eBay was that shit back then. I got all my whole fit was off of eBay. And then I got a leather black book bag that was stitched together. Like eBay was Amazon matches. before Amazon was Amazon. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't get that off of eBay. I got that book bag at the uh, hospitality shop. It was an old, like, white lady book bag that was stitched black leather, real fine, like, dope piece of work that had, like, a flap over the joint like you can go hiking with. Yeah. And so I wore that bitch that night when it got a bunch of motherfucking uh, Paps PBRs Threw them holes in the boot bag, was on stage with them shits, came out of that bitch, bro. The first few songs, we was in that bitch, man. And there was an officer, like, because they had to have security guarding Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, like, they backstage joining Cravens. And so I came at, came out past the officer, me, me and your brother and Chuck went on stage. Bro, we was murking that shit. We came to goddamn Bun B. I remember I, I specifically asked for this shit. I was like, bro, put Get Thold in that motherfucker. Bun B, Jeezy, Hove. Put that shit in there. Bro, that shit came on. Twerk some bitch. Pimp C, Pimp A, Trio nigga. Polo fuck that heel figure. Dog, I reached in the back of the backpack, grabbed all the packs, blue ribbons, put them in my hand like it was a goddamn Ghostbusters pack. Started throwing them motherfuckers in the crowd. Good weed, good drink, big money, man. Rolling in something foreign on leather gripping grain. Yeah. I handle my business, so I think I deserve to get though. I was just oh. throwing fucking beers in the goddamn crowd, bro. We finished the last song. It was a biggie song. Uh, I think it was Hypnotized. We finished the motherfucking night with that song. I hopped off stage. That white cop was waiting on me. <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> grabbed me by my collar. He said, you ever want to work in this town again? 
I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? We just killed that shit, bro. Are you disappointed in the show? He was like, you were throwing alcohol. There are minors in the crowd. He thought you was a real fucking opening act. He didn't know you were a student. That's what happened. He said, bro, that nigga thought. I was like, bro. He asked go if he here. ever wanted to work in this town again. Work in bro. this, That's in this I, town again, yeah, bro. Yeah, I can't wait to do this movie. <laughs> this shit fire. <laughs> Let your boy score that bro. bitch. Let your boy score that bitch, man. This is dead ass. But yeah, man. And then that we came off the stage, bro. And I remember this shit clear as day. Passed by. He passed by on my left. I passed by on his motherfucking right. He was walking onto the stage. And nigga lays me on look me in the face. He said, bro. We done had terrible fucking opening acts. He's like, I've been doing this shit for years. The crowd fucking amped the fuck up louder than I've ever heard a crowd amp the fuck up before we hop on that bitch. He's like, y'all had to tell the motherfuckers we got bone coming up. They had forgot we was coming up. He was like, y'all did y'all motherfucking thing. And that's when I fell in love with this shit, bro. I was like, I got a gift. Them wasn't even my songs. Them wasn't even my songs. And I brought life to them motherfuckers. I was like, I know I can do this shit if I'm writing these goddamn songs. And then I had another talk with him at the fucking house on the lawn that night as Joey Garcia, as, uh, what's my nigga name? Spencer. I beat that nigga Spencer, one night, boy. And my nigga Chuck. That, that nigga was in there feeling that the guy in my house talking about we ain't respect our elders. I said, we can put the gloves on. Bro, I, I did him in. I did, bro, I did it in a few alumni that day. I said, I'm the president of this motherfucker. So y'all welcome to come in this motherfucker, sit in the living room on the love seat and know your motherfucking place. Because we can put the gloves back on at any point. Because that nigga tried to, I'm bigger than you, and stand far back. I let that nigga throw one punch. And as he pulled that long ass arm back, I came charging down here. When I tell you I hit that nigga five times as he fell, and he just in the bushes. And when he was in the bushes, I hit that nigga with a, like one of them, but didn't punch him. And he, and he was like this. And I was like, that's all I needed to see was Phil. That's how I the home. We both got, we both got dubs <laughs> against, uh, we both got dubs against Cuz. He oh, rushed in the house one night when too. it was a, he stayed trying I had to. I, to. I be, light Let me give the backdrop. Let me give the back. Exactly, six, bro. I, I can't. Nigga I, like I got a square. And, and he mad that niggas he's don't six, take him seriously because he's soft. And it ain't because he light skin. It's because we love you. We just don't fear you. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, you're not fearing me. He, right. uh, one night you he came to the shit. crib. <laughs> you dope, homie. He came to he the is. crib one night. He's a very dope human being. And a hell of a hooper. He cannot fight. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> watching this nigga hoop, bro. I be in there booing that nigga Ben and screaming at the top mm-hmm. of my lungs every time Joe took the ball. I was so happy when he got the scoring record. Main shots out to the homie Joey. Yeah, he used to drop that bitch through the net. He was good at it. Oh, um, yeah. But let me tell you how He'd I swear. He actually used that hop to boom. James old jumping, yeah, yeah. no boom in that. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> Did the whiny episode, boy. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we gotta do man, more of these storytelling look- episodes. I'm enjoying this shit. You said it's gonna be the best one yet. You ain't lied. We was at the crib one night, man, at the at the sitch and now everybody gave me hell over the years about how I used to allow niggas who went in our fraternity in our fraternity house. But it was like 
I like creating an environment for all my friends. Like my fraternity brothers are my brothers, but I have friends that I like creating an environment for and being around. And it was one night where he came over to the crib and we had a nice little situation. It was a three on three situation. Everybody was not, we had candles lit in that bitch. Cuz came to the door, knocking on the door because one of the homies was with his little thing at the time. And they was, you know, it was a situation. And he came in there looking for him. <laughs> and I went to the door and I was like, bro, you got to chill out, man. Like, I understand. Like, he's like, I'm in this fraternity. I don't give a damn if I'm a, uh, if I'm an alumni. You got to let me in. And I was like, bro, like the situation in here don't call for this. Like, can you come back in like an hour, hour and a half? Something like that, man. And he, bro, I opened the door to talk to him and he rushed me. And I was like, what you doing? I'm 5'10", G, and you long as hell. Boy, I ate them goddamn ribs up. <laughs> he came and be like waist high and I was like, Oh, this a feast. <laughs> I started eating the motherfucking little ass. And he's small. Bro, I was hitting pelvis bone. That shit buckled his little ass. <laughs> he went to the ground and I put him in a nice little chokehold and calmed him down and let like, but come on, bro. Don't try me. I don't fear you. I know how to fight. Like you just big, homie. <laughs> you just big. He used to skirmishes, man. He from he from the home. But uh, yeah, man. He just want to say championship. He, he did, sir. He did serve my nigga, but I'm on his side in that scenario, a thousand percent. I'm the one who had a lot of them arguments. We just we we agree. I was like, yeah, shouldn't no nigga who in this frat ever be standing, and a nigga who not in this frat have a seat. Like I, I broke it. I said, shouldn't a nigga who in this frat ever want to play the game, and a nigga who not in this frat have a control in his hand? I don't give a fuck, y'all in the middle of a game. I said, we bought that money with dudes them niggas put into the pot. Fuck these other niggas. <laughs> gang, gang. And on that note, I take you back. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. Oh, my bad, this my turn into a debate. I went to jail for this fraternity, nigga. <laughs> when? I went to jail. I did hard time for this fraternity. I did hard time for the frat. I ain't saying you're not down for it. I'm just saying on that gamma high shit, I was very much the MCC exists for a reason. Go hang out with them niggas there. If they're your brothers, it's been a place for that for years. That house wasn't acquired for that. It was That's not. The end of my argument. I was. Yeah. But y'all wasn't in your room. Y'all was in the living room. Y'all could have let Joey Smosh on the couch. That's a he didn't have the Smosh. He just he just wanted to, he wanted to Smosh on another nigga Smosh. That's why he came there. He didn't have no Smosh. He came there because another nigga was smashing the Smosh. That's why oh, he, he had no bitty. I thought he had a no, bitty with and he needed a place. to He snack. came with Wayne. No, he came. With okay, Wayne. see that ain't what I thought had happened. Yeah, see, I'm not on his no. side no more. I'm not on his side no more. He did not have a smash to smash. If, yeah, of course, it'd be coming nah, out with a smash to smash. Like, if I show up today with a little bitty, little bro getting the fuck out. They fucks with me. That's no, how it should and be. like, it, it, he came with another man because a man was smashing his smash and he came with thinking it was, 
and and that it was another dark skin brother they got him beat up <laughs> don't come in there with that nah it is what it is nah the floor is yours I ain't looking yeah, man. So back to the motherfucking uh, uh, the presidential suite, El Presidente, man. So these niggas go down to kick shit off. And Deef and them ain't heard none of the songs outside of walking back and forth during the liquor party going, oh shit, this is you guys? My David, their brother and them and shit. And they're like, okay, okay, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So who's, who's kicking shit off? And I look at them niggas, they look at us I look at them niggas, they look at us. And that nigga, I think it was, was it Lane? Somebody said, fuck. All I heard was, fuck it. And somebody walked toward the door. And them niggas went down there to turn shit the fuck up. And when I tell you, that shit dropped in. And these niggas thought they was finna perform White Girl by Jeezy. And when they heard their voices, people lost their fucking minds. I'm talking about people who were upstate, like, People fell down the stairs. On It was a stampede to get to the performance area. It went from being room to twerk and party and shit to the room filling up and everybody else who was waiting to perform having to go to the side of the stage, damn near outside, because the room had pushed everybody with a fucking heartbeat into the front of the stage. People was reaching up, rubbing niggas' abs and shit. Now, so I was fat boy back then, big boy swagging, 275, yeah, I mean, I was down for 333, but anyway, but I ain't gonna lie, I had a little bit of jelly. These niggas had came out their shirts two songs in. I said, y'all niggas can't have these bitches fussing in their seats before we even touch the city, bruh. God damn, that rip it all like that, cuz. These niggas went Y'all had that option to go first, though. They went from white girl into girl, you know you, bruh. Drop in on that shit, bruh. Hit it with it. You on stage. Girl, you started you to go there. Rock my world and we be purple. Hey, stay smoking. We don't stop until the dope is gone. Ah, 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 go. Go. Bruh, they I had told us that shit that in the room. We were screaming that shit from the side. We were going calling. We, the gone from the side of shit. I'm talking about we had that motherfucker turned up, bro. Them niggas ripped that bitch up. I'm talking about mangle that bitch. Exactly what people thought would happen. It was like, shit, if, if I could do this with shit I didn't, right? I know some shit that come from the soul. I can make niggas fear that shit. We come up to this motherfucker. And when I tell you, we recorded this song 20 hours ago. Like, Three o'clock in the morning, we finish that bitch up and email it out. We get the performance at nine o'clock. We performing this shit at 10.30. We get on stage. The chord riff come in. And when that shit drop, I cannot hear the music. Because the whole fucking room is screaming. Pimps and hoes, man. Pimps and pimps and... And I look at Deef. I can see Deef out of the crowd. And he just fucking bouncing. He screamed. I can hear that nigga voice like almost like my mama in a football stadium. And this, and I didn't find this out until two days later. After he got that shit, he emailed that shit blast out to everybody in Kaisai. And they emailed that shit out to everyone they knew. 
on a campus of like a thousand people, six, seven hundred people got that fucking email with pencil holes. That shit. Yeah. Everybody knew that shit. And before I even talk about the performance, and not me. And not me. I had no clue. And I was, and it was the best way to consume that shit, bro. Because once I heard it, once I heard, I knew the beat. I knew the beat. I knew the fucking beat. I did not know these niggas that did a remix to it when that shit dropped. My fucking, I, it was it was one of the moments in a movie where they do like the the real fast pan to a person's face, and it's like, what these niggas got? Did a remix to this song, and I didn't know about it, bro. And people were singing it, and I was like, how did I not know about this? Like we all in a group, sorta. Of. <laughs> Like, how did I not know about it, bro? That shit, you know what I'm saying? Ho, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ho, man. I'm talking about bro, that bitch. I remember rock. Like, people it was like the bitch was going Smoking cigarettes and shit. Like, and what would happen next happened five years later when I came back as an alumni. They asked me to come back for Rush Week when they was looking for new people for the frat and shit. And they did this shit where they were playing songs and having them finish the lyrics. They was playing shit that was in the top 100. And these niggas, they would stop the song and they'd be like, yeah, nah, next. <laughs> I don't know. And then they played, you and it gets to the first chord riff. And as I do to this day, I ain't let the beat breathe for a second. Dear white boy, couldn't be no more than 18, maybe 17. I don't know how he got into Sawani at the age he was. He stood up on the couch in the MCC and started screaming, It's the Island, a.k.a. City, back at Kai And everybody else went, and I'm looking for the bitches. I got up and I gave all them niggas some money. Because <laughs> they was giving out like $50 as a profit. I got up and I gave all them niggas some money. When that shit dropped at Kasai, people were screaming that shit so hard. My girlfriend, who was at the show, turned around and started shoving bitches. I still ain't said nothing about that to nobody. Like how the stage was pushing in. And she acted like it was on purpose. that day. But she turned around and started pushing bitches. Because bitches was screaming that shit, bro. I'm talking about titties was coming out. They're like, it was crazy. You couldn't tell me I wasn't timing me. You feel what I'm saying? I only remember <laughs> how the rest of the performance went. Because after I heard them scream my motherfucking name like that, bro, I black, nigga. I lost it. Next thing I know, I was handing it off to Lou Dolph and then ad-libbing everybody verse, bro. Just turning the fuck up. I feel like we worked that motherfucker. Because like, they was uh on the corner of the stage, but they was on a part of the song that we were doing next, so they didn't dip. Them niggas came back and started getting hyped with us because it wasn't no y'all and us thing. It was us up there. And we went on damn fucking rock that shit, bruh. And that was the birth of Purple Haze for real, for real. We was all kind of doing our thing. When we, that night, we became Purple Haze, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was the fucking moment. Like that's that's when it all started to really fucking jail and move forward a little bit. Cause then we started booking more performances and shit. Man, I'm all out of liquids. I'm angry about that shit. 
But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna be all a sample. This gonna be a to be continued. You wanna kick off the next part of the story next week? We'll do that. Yeah. That's a bit. You like my choice of words, eh? Yeah, man. So hey. now we're gonna get into a little results-based marketing. You know what I'm talking about? Shots out to me. And uh, not shots out to P because P really stunk it the hell up this week, y'all. I'm talking about wussy, wussy, wussy. Really shit to bed. Now, <laughs> where the fuck my keyboard at? Hold up. We got to get the results popping for y'all, man. And I'm going to pop the grid up. P, you going to talk your shit, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, man. I got my grid up. Uh, you know, I terrible lie, So this is a I did, uh, recap of Week 13 kidding. NFL football. My dog P picked all 16 games, and it's teeter tottering on whether or not he go 500 potentially on what the play out of Monday Night Football is, which is going on right now while we recording this show. And I think he's trying to see whether or not he's going to make or break mm-hmm. it. So I'm trying to uh, put some pressure on this neck to focus on the show, and then we'll get into that as the finale. I don't want you to have the answer as we jump into this. So the first game my dog picked was Saints-Cowboys, and he chose the Saints to cope. Cowboys won by 10. The spread was Dallas minus 4.5. So what that mean, P? I did not win that one. That is an L. Uh, I believe too much in Taysom Hill, which was a mistake. Um, I didn't believe enough in Dak Prescott, which is a mistake. Um, <laughs> Justin Gallup shouts out. I think he need to go to uh, up to Arizona and get with my dog, Kyler. Him, Kyler, DeAndre, A.J. Green. Even though it's a whole lot of receivers right now in, in Arizona and they healthy, I think um, I think Gallup will be great out there. Uh, yeah, man. I, I can't even L. Yeah, go ahead. Center, center that thing, man. Let, let, me know, uh, let me know where it's at. Damn. And then my Cowboys, too. You know what I'm saying? I had my Cowboys versus my Saints. And that just – it didn't work out, man. Um, hey, your Cowboys man, now? You know, they got to be my Cowboys because you took the Eagles. We took – we – I got to be oh, the, cow- oh, the Cowboys. Oh, don't be trying to make me a loser. This you sucking this week. So, next, we got the Chargers versus Bengals. <laughs> and my dog said, with Cincinnati minus three, he said the Chargers was going to cover. And that game wound up charges 41, <laughs> yeah. Bengals 22. And that mean what? Yeah, man? man. I won. That's a win for me. I knew that was going to happen. Um, I should have put the charges <laughs> out right. Uh, that is what I knew I be that knowing was shit. Happen. Hey, oh, you God, know what I'm saying? Um, nah, Justin Herbert, you know, is, is my guy. He's my guy. He's uh, the leader of my fantasy team. And I needed him to have a good game, so I, I had to double down on this shit. So I at least needed the Jordans with the cover for this game. But uh, <laughs> um, my guy also, man, shout out to uh, LSU, uh, Phenom, and yeah, both of them, uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase dropped one, 
and the preseason return to the regular season. Uh, tough luck, bigger. Chargers covered. That's a win for your boy. Fuck Thank you, you for playing. So next up, fucking you. So next up, we got the as y'all can tell, I'm rooting for him to lose. We got the Buccaneers versus the Falcons, and the Bucks wore yes. a whopping minus ten point five. The game wound up thirty to seventeen. Bucks by thirteen. What that mean, my G? That mean I won. Um, I knew that shit was going to happen too. Um, I knew Tom Brady. You know, we talked before the game, and I knew he was going to go into Atlanta. You know, him and uh, Matt Ryan came in the league around the same time. <laughs> hey, speaking of people who be cheating, and I wanted to wait until we got to Tom Beasley, this nigga Pete went and put the Patriots for all of the fucking slots in the fucking bets for who he had picked. When I went and I looked at the spreadsheet, y'all, this nigga had saboteurs. Yeah, I took the screenshot, too. We gonna start the show with a screenshot of the fuckery, if it, or the segment with a screenshot of the tomfoolery. He really tried to sabotage these results. I'm surprised he got two wins in the first three. I ain't gonna let you gloat because they covered a ten point spread. I knew you was gonna fuck that one off. I was rooting against that one, boy. So next up, what, we had uh, the Giants and the Dolphins. My bad. Go ahead. Talk. What I tell shit. the people? What, what I tell the people in, when I talked about my raps? I really live this shit. I did not change that shit. I don't know technology well enough to change that shit. My dog fucked that up. I live these bars. I call bullshit because <laughs> edited the episode and the episode had the correct spreadsheet. And that's the last time I touched it. So I definitely ain't fucking up. But anyway, we got dolphins versus so people fit up if you uh if then that uh logic blah 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 blah. Giants versus Dolphins. That wound up Dolphins 20, Giants 9. And you said Dolphins outright. Dolphins. They was minus three. You said they was going to win. That's simple. What that mean? Dolphins. Dolphins. That's a win. Three and one. Here we go. I knew that was going to happen. Yes, sir. You did. You knew that was going to happen. Tua Tugavailoa. Shout out to my dog, Jalen Waddle. The Alabama to Alabama connection. Um, Shout out to Zavian Howard. Uh, the best ball hawk in this generation Xavier. Uh, since the last best ball, Xavier, Xavier Howard. Um, the last <laughs> great ball hawk was Ed Reed of the last generation. Xavier Howard, ball hawk of this generation. Um, <laughs> shout out to my cousin, slightly inked on at Twitter for, for making that assertion. But uh, shout out to our Dolphins, man. I knew they was going to do it. Word is ass because he said, fuck rich. For Aerie, he said for Cam Chance. No, I said of this grant uh of this generation, Air Reed is the last greatest ball hawk. Zombie it's argumentative because you won't admit the fucking up that spreadsheet, but I will tell you something, you're gonna have to admit the fucking I ain't up. Fuck up the spreadsheet. Colts versus Texas. My dog tried to put that he chose the Patriots in this matchup, but what he actually chose <laughs> was the Texans to cover. And the score ended up Colts 31, Texas 0. The spread was minus 8.5. What that mean, T? Talk to me. Bro, did, that's you, a did you win L. that one? Like, yeah, that is. That's an L. That is an L. That is what we call it. Bro, them motherfucking law. 31 to 0, bro. 
This go no point. They said, I'm going to make I'm sure I don't cover this spread. Texas got the eight. They said, I got the low. Vegas I'm going to get season tickets for next year. They get, it, the only way is up. Like K count. Only way is up. Hey, we them might need to do that for real. That might be a great investment yeah. just so we can go to an NFL game eight times. Yeah. For the price, they that's going to be a good they investment for good. entertainment. Right. Bruh, <laughs> if it's $300 a ticket, that's $100 an hour for entertainment. Premium entertainment, cuz. <laughs> You suck, and Them next we got the Vikings the Lions. They gonna be? Oh, they not, not at all, not for what we gonna be seeing. Uh, fifty yard line too. <laughs> uh, uh, next we got the Lions versus the Vikings, and my dog P tried to pick the Patriots, but what he actually chose was the Lions to cover, and the Lions won by two with Minnesota at minus seven in that matchup. So what that mean, my G? That's a W. I knew that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> what the fuck ever? You tried to hide it, picks y'all. Like he's currently lines, four man. and two. So be very weary of how the rest of these games going to play out. Cause a nigga four, four and two and tried two. to hide his picks. Four wins, two L. Damn, four, you fucked off okay. the Cowboys right. pick, and That's you good. fucked That's off the Colts good. pick no, by a lot. You fucked off the we, Colts we pick by like 23 of them things. Hey. Let's talk about this Lions pick, though. I chose the Lions to to cover, and they won. I'm a savant at this shit, dog. Okay, okay. I'm Mr. a savant at this shit. Next I chose up, we the got Lions the, to cover. Okay, next up, we got the Eagles versus the Jets, and the Eagles were a minus 6.5. You just chose the Eagles straight up. What that mean, my G? That's a win. I knew that was going to happen. Jalen Hurt, uh, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, their run defense, that front seven, cold blooded. Jets, you can, you can, you can stop Eagles them. Pass rush, like Jets, 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 Jets. They did fuck me last week, but you know, Jets been fucking me. But you know, I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't do it here, didn't give me the opportunity. Let's go to the next one. Where we at? Top two. Next up, we got the Cardinals versus the Bears. That game wound up. Cardinals 33, Bears 22. And you said that the Cardinals would cover a minus 7.5 spread. What just happened? What in the fuck just happened? Oh, okay. I minimized the screen by mistake. Whack. All right, I'm back in the in the bag. Cardinals were minus seven point five, and Cardinals end up winning by eleven. What that means, G? That's a W. Right now, my dog's sitting at a smooth six and two. Oh, he done he done screen shared the spreadsheet as I updated. You a chump? That nigga said I'ma talk my shit. Whack ass nigga. That I put it in the w. w column. I put it in the W. I just, want, I just want the people to know. I just want the people to know. Take me to Vegas. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let me win you some money. C-N-O-P. How you think I got that motherfucking name, baby? How you think I got that name, baby? Next up, we got the Rams versus Jazz. Yeah, okay. 
So next we got the Rams versus the Jags. The Rams were minus 12.5. That game wound up 37 to 7. And that would mean the Rams won by 30, as you can see right here, people. Right there. Rams won by 30. So what that means? I ain't understand the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving nice. on. That's yeah, no, nah, you good, you good, you good. Hey, hey, we'll be good. We got three in a row. We get one loss, three wins, one loss, three wins. We'll take it. One loss. Here we go. Fucking you know, ghost of John Groove. Yeah. I be shitting on you, but I'm a fan. You see, I put the wins in bowl. I ain't a chump. So all right, next up, we got the football team. You ain't noticed that subtlety. <laughs> uh, the, the football team versus the Raiders. And this fully walk said the Raiders going to win straight out. And Vegas was minus 2.5. And this is why gambling is dangerous, kids. Raiders won by two. What that mean, Pete? I lost. <laughs> Tough cookie. That's what it is. I had to go format it correctly because I seen that the people could see it. At first, I was going to do that shit at the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we ain't going to stick on that. Talk to the people about them tough covers, them bad beats, man. Did you actually watch this game and see how they end up only winning by two? Uh, I, I watched the next one. I didn't watch the other one. I watched the next one because I had I had some I had stakes on this next game and they they really it was some real fooly wop shit, boy. I, let me tell you. It's tough to score fifteen it. points in a football game. That's why I asked if you've seen how you got fucked. It's tough to score fifteen points. Two touchdowns yeah, is four. You see points. what I'm saying? Need, you didn't yeah, even think yeah. about that, did you? Yeah. So we'll move on. <laughs> you say anything about that shit, cool. All right, so currently my dog's sitting at a smooth six and one, two, three. Ooh, it became four very quickly, very quickly. Next up, we got the Ravens versus the Steelers. And my dog said the Ravens was going to win and cover a minus 4.5 spread. Steelers won by one. Big Ben showed his ass. He showed up for the rivalry game. What that mean, my guy? That's a fucking nail. Man, let me tell you, Harbaugh, bruh. Justin Tucker is your kicker. Let Justin Tucker kick the extra point, go to overtime, win the toss, let Lamar get in field goal range, and let Justin Tucker, who has done this shit three times this season, already let him do it again. Like, you don't have fucking – you don't have Auburn's kicker. Like, you don't have – you don't have Swanee's kicker. You have Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers of all time in this league. Let that man kick the extra point, take you to overtime, get you to win. You you could have done it. You could have done it. You could have helped me, but you didn't. So I got to do it on my own. That's a loss. Next game, AKA, man. AKA, don't fuck the money up. Next up, we got 49ers versus Seahawks. And my dog said the Seahawks was going to want one of the hottest teams in football. The San Francisco 49ers was slated to smack them at a minus 3.5, and they were at the Hawks. So they thought they were six and a half points better than these niggas. Like, damn, they're touchdown favorite. You had the 
really leverage your money if you wanted to bet San Fran. My dog said the Seahawks was going to win outright. He didn't say they were going to cover. You see these two covers. He said the Seahawks was going to win outright. Bet them any way you could bet them, niggas. What that is, my G? That's a W. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Russ, show up for them motherfucking rivalry games, man. And that finger was only going to hurt for so long. It was a good rivalry. Once he figured it out. It's some hard-nosed it games. A, it was a really good one. Hell yeah, it was. Russ, everybody always really count Russ out. Kyle Shanahan think he Kendall Roy from Succession. He a chump. He always <laughs> melt in the big moments. He a bitch. He, the way he did Atlanta was not acceptable. We watched that game when I was living in Atlanta. I will never career, forgive yeah. him for having I will never forgive him for throwing Julio the ball four times. Julio having 86 yards and him not throwing to that man again the entire oh, game. I don't trust that nigga, man. He blew my high. Once you blow my high, I never trust you again. I stepped out to smoke a blunt yeah. when we was up 28 to 3. Them niggas told me they had scored two touchdowns. So I said, no, nah, I got to have me another one. I came back in on the moon. And it was damn the homie was, the homie was there too. Tyler I am was there. Oh, Trinity. Yeah, he came outside. He, he be outside every there. now and again. Paparazzi catching too. He that was a, uh, that was outside. Jay. That was Jay Paparazzi shit. That was off of his story. No. On God. Trillion, Jay was standing five trillion. feet from Trinity. Don't even know each other. No. Bro. I swear to God, that was Jay shit. He the one who do them like the day with the date of the year it is. Them stories fresh as fuck. I figured out how to do them, but I don't do them because I don't want to bite his swag. Them shits is fresh as fuck. And they always shot beautifully because of his eye and his artistic vision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I was like, nigga, is that the hamster? Because I knew he was at it from seeing his shit. And from his camera angle, as soon as I seen Walker, I was like, Trilly got to be over here and, and there that he paying out like there that nigga go. Hey, he trying to he trying to deflect, man. This nigga said the Broncos was gonna cover because the Broncos was uh he played the Chiefs and the Chiefs was minus nine point five. They won twenty two to nine. What that mean, to? A loss. Yes, yes, you did. And right now, that's TBD, huh? A loss. That game ended? Monday Night Football ended? AC? Nah, it hadn't ended yet. Bill got the rock, though. Patriots up 14 to 10. Uh oh. And Buffalo is minus 2.5. Go. Here we go. through it, Pete. Because right now you got one, two, three, four, five, six losses. And you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins. How the fuck that math work out? It's 15 games? Uh, some, of my, some, some of the teams on by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start counting at three. I'm tripping. So it's 13. 14 games. One. Two. 14. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you got six losses. Six losses, seven wins. This determine whether or not my nigga go 500, man. This is the best way this could have worked out, Pete. 
This yeah. is like, tell me this wasn't a great idea for a show, bro. That was that's fantastic. This shit is I mean, this shit is the like, hype and t- and and the timing of when I said let's start shooting at this time. All this shit worked out perfectly, bro. I'm gonna just pat myself on the back. Talk to the people because you can talk through it live because this ain't gonna air till Wednesday. If we were live streaming, you couldn't talk about it. It just cut the commercial, man. Bill's got the rock and they doing sexy shit with it, man. He is on the edge of his seat because this right here determined whether or not he five hundred. We did this theoretically yeah. betting a hundred uh, 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 entertainment dollars. Units. Yeah, units. yeah, yeah. We'll call them units. You, you and it wise. You know what I'm saying? So theoretically, this could either win him a hundred dollars, or he break even. You feel what I'm saying? You and I damn bet fourteen hundred dollars. One cell on it, lost cell on went home and said, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I try again next week. <laughs> oh, I can give myself something nice. Where you leaning toward, man? You think the bill going to pull it out for you? You think Josh Allen got a Tom Brady in him? Uh, I don't need him to pull it out. Honestly, I need the Patriots to win. So I hope he don't have it in him tonight. Oh, I'm wilding the fuck out. So right now you winning. Yeah. So you're not rooting for him to get it done. I am not. (laughs) Buffalo is minus 2.5, y'all. And the Patriots are winning by four, which means even if Buffalo wins, if they score a touchdown and miss the field goal, P fine. If they score a touchdown and kick that bitch, he lose. I hope they go for two so they up so they go up three and miss the two. That's what I'm hoping for. It's two minutes left on the clock. So depending on how late they score, if they get it down there, that will greatly determine whether or not that becomes a factor. P needs the clock to run out as they score because regulations stipulate there is no need to kick the field goal. So they don't kick it. Kickers bitch moan when that happened because they fucked up their points. But who cares about kickers and their points? Right. Like it's y'all should be on an all time scoring score list. Leaders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's ass. What are we doing there? You on an all time yeah. kicker list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't let a nigga Separate come throw a kicking. football to decide a tied soccer game. Y'all do soccer shit to decide it. <laughs> it's a goddamn shootout. <laughs> Two most important people, the people who score the ball and stop people from scoring the ball, decide a game where the score is tied. Now, that shit makes sense. Football, you got niggas coming out in soccer cleats and kicking the football. (laughs) It ain't no other part of the game where that shit okay, but we going to decide the game where the nigga trying to kick that bitch. A lot of games been decided by it, too. Suspenseful as fuck. Yeah. Hey. On some real shit, though, them, them motherfuckers on a lonely island when they missed that bitch. <laughs> Bruh, but think about all the shit, Shut up the all the meetings island. you've been in and dumbass ideas you heard. How that shit get through the filter of the games <laughs> committee? The nigga who brought that idea up should have been fired. Like, your retarded nephew is not putting on the jersey. I don't care how many times you mention. <laughs> 
how exciting it would be to have a few soccer players come out and wing a few dangers. Because at the time, soccer was a bigger sport than football. You feel what I'm saying? So I think that's some yeah. of the fuckery that make it leak in there. They're trying to bring the you know world what, sport into football. No, you know what else? You know what else, Talk though? Rugby. I think the person who created football may have had a like may have had a back history in rugby because they do that shit in rugby. It's a different type of operation. They be kicking the in that motherfucker. They be kicking that. Hell yeah, yeah. They, once they score, they do that shit. They do once they score, they do that shit. But you get an extra three points in rugby. For doing what? <laughs> Bro, you gotta kick it through some spit, some spindly bitches. Yeah, you kick it through uprights. You gotta drop that hole on the ground and kick that bitch, bro. That nigga said, "I need the Patriots to win." I said, "Oh damn!" <laughs> I ain't looking at the goddamn spread. <laughs> he did try to make the Patriots win every game. How did I forget that he wanted the Patriots to win? He wanted them to win the Saints game. That's how slick he is. The forecasting of that was that this show was going to come down to the Patriots. How beautiful is that? It's interesting. It's what it is. As long as that is. <laughs> Can I hit you with this uh, bullshit book club while we're going down the stretch? Yeah, I'm taking the screenshot from you so I can cut it off. Oh, so we ain't staring at the spreadsheet. <laughs> Why are we talking about the game? Get us some, get the people what they want. Some of these chocolate brothers, because I find it hilarious that you were showing your ass, and right when you made sure the people saw the spreadsheet, that's when that shit got to five hundred losing streak. <laughs> Josh Allen slanging that bitch, boy. Okay, y'all, more through that bitch to the crib. Was that fourth down? Because Bill smiling, he usually don't do that. Patriots in victory formation, y'all. My pets got the oh, ball. Them bitches running it. I'm wild. Them niggas ain't in yeah, victory. Two minutes the left. They got one timeout. So a first down and they end. Penix said, my pets, y'all. This nigga from Alabama. That's <laughs> why they bitch niggas gonna send me a text talking about some, man, your boy Stu guys hilarious. I kick on the clip. And this Stu guy's telling Dan to be careful betting on Georgia to beat Bama. He's such a bitch, nigga. He be celebrating them winning the rivalry game in a different way every fucking time like it don't happen every time. <laughs> Fuck this nigga P, man. That's why I love when Bama gets smacked in the playoffs. Back when I used to kick it with this nigga, uh, we used to stay together or would I come over to watch it? But when I tell you when Bama lose and he, he give a you know, he he take a year, three off. But when he care about football that year, oh, you can hear this nigga clapping from the moon when Bama fuck up. That wow, they get smacked in the playoffs. And let us get in there, bitch. I want a rematch. They let you play LSU twice. They better not fuck us. I dare them drop us more than yeah. I dare them drop. What 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 was Bama rank coming Are in? Yeah, Are fuck you? them. I dare them drop us past four. For who? Nah. Y'all in? Y'all y'all at, they, they dropped y'all to two. <laughs> no, I think so they dropped y'all to three. They, they dropped y'all to three. Until the championship. To the championship. It's uh it's Michigan, it's Michigan, Georgia, Bama, uh Cincinnati. Sorry, Jim. You finna serve that nigga. 
Oh, no, Jim the nigga in the NFL. This the other one, ain't it? John. Jim is the, the college motherfucker. Yeah, Georgia finna boat race them boys. <laughs> yeah, we finna get in there. But yeah, man, bless me with that. Uh, now that we got the results of that guy, that nigga tried to do an impromptu. Now, is you, you sure you don't want to say that it? Where we at on the time? You ready to pop that bitch off? Pop it off. It ain't gotta be long. Speak what's on your heart. Yeah, man. So I'm rereading this joint that my dog introduced me to. Um, back in 2000, early 2018, before we went out to Wyoming, and it was perfect for what we was about to do. And I finished it in February before we went out there in May. Uh, but, um, really talented writer, this lady named Annie Dillard, she was 27 when she wrote this book, I think back in the 70s. Uh, winner of a Pulitzer Prize called Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. And I've been diving back into writing more, um, writing more often and looking for inspiration, different places and things that I want to write about different topics and shit. And so I started thumbing through this book last night and ran into a couple of passages, man, that stuck out to me. Um, when I was thinking about them, like her, her way of writing is, is super dope and it leaves uh, a lot of space for thought. Um, or it provokes a lot of thought, but uh, she wrote, evolution loves death more than it loves you or me. And then she went on to say that is human culture with its values, my only real home after all. Can I possibly be that? I, can it possibly be that I should move my anchor hold to the side of the library? This direction of thought brings me abruptly to a fork in the road where I stand paralyzed, unwilling to go on. For both ways lead to madness. Either this world, my mother, is a monster, or I myself am a freak. Consider the former. The world is a monster. And three-year-old, any three-year-old can see how unsatisfactory and clumsy the whole business of reproducing and dying by the billions. We have not yet encountered any God who is as merciful as a man who flicks a beetle over on its feet. There is not a people in the world who behaves as badly as praying mantises, but wait. You say there is no right and wrong in nature, right and wrong in a human concept. Precisely, we are moral creatures then in the amoral world. The universe that suckled us is a monster that does not care if we live or die, does not care if itself grinds to a halt. It is fixed and blind, a robot programmed to kill. We are free and seeing. We can only try to outwit it at every turn to save our skins. And that is on page 178 and 179 in A Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. And that last shit, she said, hit me like a fucking ton. And I'll repeat that. It said, the universe that suckered us is a monster that does not care if we live or die, does not care if it, if it itself grinds to a halt. It is fixed and blind, a robot programmed to kill. We are free and seeing. We can only try to outwit it at every turn to save our skins. And that shit just reminded me of this community that community that we work in to build, man, is a bunch of people who go around the world spreading their light and fighting against the monster that's who's programmed to 
to destroy us all, man, um, or to lead us into darkness. And so I appreciate you, man, for the work that you continuously put in to inspire me to keep coming back to this show, bro. Like, I appreciate the absolute fuck out of you for putting this book into my consciousness, man, and like all the other different things. And I appreciate you for coming up like with the idea that I was able to come up with the name for this show. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get that nigga to look up, but he did. Um, oh no, I looked yeah, up, nigga. Man. I just didn't say nothing. The camera ain't cut to me because I was shocked. I had a quote. <laughs> I had a quote ready to love on you. I immediately started to I'm like, what page that one that'll say fuck him on? <laughs> this nigga, this nigga don't know how deep into this book I be, nigga. I go to page 276 and murk your ass, you bitch. I used to have a cat, an old fighting tone, <laughs> who sprang through an open window by my bed, pummeled my chest barely, seething his claws. I've been bloodied and mauled, grown, dazzled, and drawn. I taste salt on my lips in the early morning. I surprise my eyes in the mirror and they are ashes of fiery sprouts. And I gape appalled or full of breath. The planet whirls alone and dreamy. Power broods, spin and lurches down. The planet and the power meet with a shock. Diffuse and tumble, the lightning ground, fire, they part, mute. All this happens when this motherfucker says he came out with the goddamn name to give me some headlines. I will fist fight this nigga in the street if he ever says so. But nah, this is the court I had to uh, show love, man. Fuck this nigga because he put me into that. I, I had to go get that dark quote and set the scene. I was like, nigga, I'm finna cast a spell on you. Hit you with some business shit. But to my brother, I cannot cause light. The most I can do is try to put myself in the path of his being. And I feel like that's what I do every week when I sit across from you as we do this show, bro. It's truly been a blessing, man, jumping down. And this ain't the season finale or anything, but for this to have become essentially an origin story leading into the end of the season, man, I feel like that quote really stand out. And if you don't come with the idea to do the first impromptu bullshit book club, I don't share that quote with you. And just to let you know, that's on page 35. And I have a lot of shit highlighted on that page. But that's that's in the uh, second, well, it's in the last full paragraph at towards the end. I cannot cause light. The most I can do is to try to put myself in the path of this being. She is a poet who wrote a story, man. The lines that follow that is, it is possible in deep space to sail on solar wings. Light, be it particle or wave, has force. You rig a giant sail or go. The secret of sea is to sail on solar wind. Home and spread your spirit till you yourself are a sail, whether translucent broadside to nearest puff. Like, the pilgrim he can creak a motherfucking bop. Y'all need this in your life. And I don't need to be saying that shit about songs and shit, but if you read this, this will be something you read 
a bunch of times in your life. Like that is the tantamount, that is the the finale of a paragraph that begins the secret to seeing is then the pearl of a great price. And that's how that shit concludes. Talking about how you find a path to sunlight. You feel what I'm saying? Like to light in general. Like you don't even understand. Like give it this this motherfucker fire, bro. Yeah. You have a quote you want to close it out with? Because you hosting this first bullshit book club. I want you to definitely... I want you to be able to get the uh, the final quote, final word on this bitch. Show you guys the cover if you're looking for it out there on the market. It's The Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. Written by Annie Dillard. The wonderful... Camera really don't want child to see that shit. As soon as it focuses, it say, "Now nah, we don't want them to see the book." Nigga, I'll put it right up in the camera face, cause where the light at? Put my face right next to it. Now what you gonna do? Damn, they said, "Fuck you, Dad." The pilgrim at Tinker Creek. You see this shit? That nigga PA said nothing. He just let me down. Oh, you looking for a quote? I just keep being yeah. a lunatic. Okay, boom, put my hands on both sides of the book. Take that and put my face behind it. This the book. Pilgrim at Tinker Creek by Annie Dillon. We did it. This is so fucking ridiculous. I'll give you a great one, bro. I'll give you a great one. I live with trees. There are creatures under our feet, creatures that live over our heads, but trees live quite convincingly in the same filament of air we inhabit. And in addition, they extend impressively in both directions, up and down, shearing rock and fanning air, doing their real business just out of reach. A blind man's idea of hugeness is a tree. They have their sturdy bodies and special skills. They garner fresh water. They abide. You know how we feel about those beings, man. That is fucking dope. Like to hear some her describe them doing so like the projects and shit that we working on and what we are looking to grow. It goes from the bedrock continent to this piece of it that floated away some time ago. When you talk about the pyramids, as is above, as is below. She just said the same thing about a tree. So in a sense. A tree is a pyramid. And they live just as much below the ground as they, as they do above the ground, man. And so I think that is a metaphor for your inside being shown on your outside, man. And, and so show the world how gorgeous you are. And that's to my dog. My ace Boon Coon, and that's to the cow community that is out there listening on the other end of this shit, man. Appreciate you for showing up. Bullshit Book Club. First installment. This book, yeah, this book is a motherfucker, man. Um, really, really got to enjoy this joint now. Rereading it now, um, and writing some stories and shit and preparing for them. So yeah, be 
you're going to see a lot of reference to this text. So, yeah. Shouts out to my brother, man. And that was the first edition of the Bullshit Book Club. That's our book club here at Give Me Some Headlines and the Cow Community. Hit it with me. And on that note, man, we're going to jump right into this week's vacation countdown the v-day motherfucking leary video you will always be she hey hey he give it to God, go out, get some more, rinse, repeat, I get it back, then I give it to squad. Chevelle like your mama saw your daddy new chick at the house. Man, Man would you, you look at this bitch in my yard? Play action, slow him down, he won't hit it as hard. Back I matched up on my slot, so I pick him apart. Pick the pace and erase him. I can't lift my face up, marinated all day, and I finally get the taste of palette hit expand, cash advance. I'm in the kitchen, it's an east side dream with a southwest vision. Carried you this whole time, the labor ain't killed me. Conceived at 05, and the bitch keep kicking. I was looking for some people. Them niggas went missing, said it couldn't be done You talking about the mission, when well, you see them cash funds Sitting next to the women that would indicate your nigga done did it Hey city I tried to walk the straight and narrow, the world said Nah, you at your best when you gotta risk it all Pulls be collision, you don't need swerve I'ma die, be a legend, the gift and the curse Smash of the curve, down south jam, bitch Strawberry preserve, off a how to sir Two women, two your three versus two servers Third world coming soon, made these other niggas nerves Stand up to the pressure, smoke it, don't let it stress Live my life for others, I'ma die being selfish I ain't gotta lie, I'ma make this a confession Sacrifice them for others, fucked up all my blessings Standing in the mirror, the man on the other side Waiting for me to free me like, fuck it, dog, let it ride I'm about to come into my own Make these other rapper niggas take their basketball and go home Hold on, country water, whiskey sipping Pretty women fried chicken, y'all niggas ain't fucking living I swear this time it feel different Send that shit to third for that word in retrying COD, Georgia, Bama, bitch We from the dirt, bitch, we from the mud King got with his caliber, bitches in our blood. What it do, what it do, what I do, what I do. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four times for the motherfucking third. Four times. Three times for COD. Three times. Two times, cause I like the word backwards. Two times. One time for HTIV. If your man's right to check, I gotta catch you. I won't pull up on your lady unless I have to. He just got cold in this bitch, I felt the draft too. I'm writing verses for the Lord like I'm Matthew. I done rates, leaves for professors. I push weight across states. I skip the trap meet for a party, then I put her on tape. No, I taped the all up. You can think it's all up. It get better when you stop giving fucks and do some fucking It get better when you stop your fucking hating, do some loving It get better when you stop doing nothing, find your something Find yourself and find myself and find my purpose Raise the curtains, find the venue, fill it with your country cousin Fuck you talking about On the wrong path, it don't quite describe it Found some good pussy Fell inside it. You ain't heard about the boat, girl. It did drive it. Long as I don't pay the check, shout it, keep vibing. She say, I don't give a shit, but dick and stress. Different strokes for different folks, you a fucking mess. Tell me something that I didn't knew, boo. 
style planes on it, call the whole crew. Whip full of women across the Asian diaspora. Bass hit, all I can smell is lavender. It feel like heaven, I'm a man of simple desires. I'ma be doing shit like this until a nigga retire. I miss my brother, he's serving out in Japan. Been in the Navy so long, man, y'all don't understand. Still never missed a graduation. Always crawl the ocean like bitch, it's a celebration. What we drinking, bring that old thing back. She want that old thing back. Wanna live before I die with no parachute attached. Should've win in my fate, life is beautiful in the race. I've been whipping it, going mate. Now daddy just wanna taste. <laughs> Spread it out, bend it over, take a seat. However, you put it on my plate. You know a nigga gon' eat. <laughs> I be talking shit, no, I'm standing behind it. Never kept me in the same place twice, nigga be sliding. I done fucked up a whole lot of shit. <laughs> but I always come back way stronger. Bitch, I be vibing, I be jigging, I be sipping on some shit. Doing them jizzes to my kidney. Can you feel me? But on the real though, I probably ain't done one thing right. But the love for which I die, melody, bass, and vibes. I'm a wife, I'm a lifer, I'm a writer, I'm a beast, I'm a freak. If I trust you, we get tested, lose the rubbers, beats, Louisville sluggers. Right here, though, that's a smash. These facts, I'm on y'all ad. Pause. I ain't gotta justify murder, vice versa. Pass a Troy off in my speakers. Only thing can stop me now is a diva like the weed, bruh. One of the three, neither. Ah, right? uh, y'all wish, y'all wish, y'all got three. You got two there. We eat. <laughs> yeah, we working though. It ready for you. It fresh out the presses. It fresh out the presses. What you thinking, bro? Talking shit. Choose. Uh, yeah, those extreme sports. Like, do you have any background with those extreme sports? And like, what in the in the song attached to those? to like that as as a visual and being the like the driving force behind the visual. OTR has a very crossover pop feel to it, but it sounds like some you'd ride a old Harley Davidson cross country to. So that's what made me think motorcycles and kamikaze get my fucking blood boiling. So that's what took it motocross. You feel what I'm saying? And when I think motocross and my blood boiling, I think take them bitches off a ramp. I thought about going races because I love the races too, but to really be able to drop in and have different beat switches and shit like that and really get the dynamics of it, I felt like X Games was a good route to go. And when I when I went with that as a central theme and the beginning of the storyline and narrative, that's what led me into the skateboard and then to snowboard because to go from that high octane into being cold as fuck, but just as goddamn amped up, I felt like that was a good visual representation of transitioning from the high octane kamikaze in the OTR, where I feel like the bars get harder, even though the beat more mellow. Like, I drop in the kamikaze, I tried to walk the straight and narrow, the world said, nah, you at your best when you gotta risk it all. Full speed collision. You don't need swerve. I'm trying to die, be a legend. The gift and the curse. My first couple of bars on OTR on the wrong path. It don't quite describe it. Found some good pussy and I fell inside it. I got lost in that pussy. You feel? <laughs> got lost in that motherfucker. I was on the wrong path. Uh it's so it's so much more of a mellow song, but we talking way more fucking reckless. So what's your thoughts on what I chose and how you feel about it? 
No, I really enjoy it because like that's is using something else like I mean, obviously they saw like what the next one is gonna be in the series, so they got like a short preview of that. But yeah. for the most part, like it's it's taking you on like this really cool episodic, and like you see some people who are doing like adrenaline adrenaline feeding things, but at the same time they are doing something that they must be wildly good at or brave enough to try. And so like that's the attachment for me. It's like that really late like you can't like you can't go back once you jump out of a fucking plane like once you get exactly. that going on that hill and it hit that fucking rim you can't fucking go back no more just do the fucking flip and do it to the best of your execution so it's a lot of sneaky shit in there too but it's like but it's when you drop shit. into your verse and go three times it's the third time you see that guy coming up a ramp and when you say two times he does a double backflip like it's a lot of little shit like that in the verse too when I start talking about different parts of the world, the skateboarder or the uh, snowboarder you see is from that part of the world. Like, it's a lot of shit like that in there, too. That's what's up, man. And yeah, so like that, that was deliberate decisions and like the things that, like you said, it one when you're telling a story, different pieces of it hit different, it hits different pe- people in the audience in different ways. So that's that's like the thing for me is that I get is I see myself in like a lot of these in the visual side of it. And it's obviously me in the music, even when it's something that that's a solo part of you. Like it's a, it's something I've either been a part of, or I've probably heard it from you or I'm learning something new, but I'm, I know you well enough to know this shit. It may not be all autobiographical because of circumstances, but it's a real part and it's that diving into like really, really leaning into shit. Cause that's, that's the problem that I've always had with anything that I do. And I'm only now starting to understand what that fucking commitment means and like diving into some shit. So to see, cause I used to jump my bike off ramps and shit, little bricks and shit with boys at the crib. Um, only been skiing one time, but like really lean into that shit. It was like, I'm just gonna bust my ass at this motherfucker. If I bust my ass, I'm gonna have a good time out here. Like if I leave this bitch and I can't come back tomorrow because I'm just hit hella sore and can't move, that's that's the way I wanna be. Yeah. And so I just really, really lean into it. And so yeah, seeing those extreme sports be the backdrop for those songs, kamikaze, jumping out the motherfucker, um, on the run, like OTR, you know what I'm saying? So it, it and tell me they it's, didn't feel like they scored what we was watching. Yeah, right, right. Another huge right. part of what I'm doing with these lyric videos is scoring different moments in life to put our music in different settings and give people the inclination to enjoy them in those settings. Because I believe we make music that be, is beyond cross-genre because we do poetry over it doesn't just make it rap music. You feel what I'm saying? It exists in the in the world of its own. We really just out here doing Shakespeare over beats. You feel that how I truly feel. And that's why it's important for every single one of these songs to have a lyric video. And some of the ones that have the craziest lyrics don't have lyrics on the video for a reason. 
because you need to experience them. And I want you to have to watch it a thousand times to know the words to the shit. So enjoy them old schools and needs because one thing that video need is the lyrics across the screen. Because when I go, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Raised in the 90s, born in the 80s, crack baby, raised in the weight. Wasn't even six when the career got hit with the fur rate. Wait a minute, got hit with the what? Yeah. When the first time them roaches came running in my motherfucking house. Like, it's so many bars in that motherfucker and I ain't want to write it out for them. Like, it's so many double entendres and metaphors laid in that shit. Wasn't even fired when the career got hit with the fur raid. God damn. You know what I'm saying? That's why that's the ad lib because of that part of the metaphor. It wasn't the doom. It was the oh shit. Okay, you know that feeling water <laughs> water bug. But uh I didn't realize how excited I would be to drop a song I was scared to put on tourist attraction. I can't wait to drop running. I ain't even gonna post no clips until the week we dropping that bitch. I ain't gonna give them no previews or nothing. I'ma just keep promoting the rest of the playlist. And then we gonna give them that shit on Christmas, nigga. Merry Christmas. Tell me that shit don't sound like Christmas. Hey, you talking about? I wish we'd have got a video together for a uh, white Christmas, man. I might find some shit and chop some shit together, man. Cause I need to, I need to make that the Christmas jam for the world. Get Jeezy on the remix. <laughs> that shit about. But yeah, man. You got any thoughts to wrap up the episode? Or I should just cut it somewhere in the conversation. It's the best show yet, man. We did it. You did it. <laughs> we did it. C- congratulations to CODMD for having the greatest episode of Give Me Some Headlines. That was a lot of honey in that. Yeah, yeah, I felt that same thing in it. <laughs> and uh, as always, I feel blessed to be doing this show with my brother P. And when it comes to showing love, and as you just seen from my brother, even giving credit. We believe that in this life and in the next and in eternity, that it will always be better in a state of being where energy is neither created nor destroyed. It will always be better to give than it is to receive.